What's up, guys? You're listening to Confessions of a Gym Rat, getting you through the nine to five as healthily and happily as possible. It's been quite a week. It's been quite a week. I've been sick all week. I actually, I was totally fine Monday. Went through, that's why I'm a little sniffly. Went through my leg workout, went to bed, like packed up my food and got ready for work since I go into work on Tuesdays. My alarm goes off at six o'clock in the morning. I open my eyes and I'm like, oh my God, it feels like I'm swallowing knives right now. Like my throat was just killing me. So I texted my boss and was like, I, I, I got to stay home. Like I just, I can work obviously, but I, I don't feel good. So I stayed home from work on Tuesday. I went in half a day on Wednesday. And then like, I think my boss saw me on camera and was just like, yeah, you're not well. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm not. And I got to go home. So I went home and worked from home the second half of that day and worked from home on Thursday. And now I'm recording this on Saturday. Um, And I still don't feel awesome, but we're just, we're riding with it. So if you're, I'm also like really hungover from yesterday. And in hindsight, like, should I have gone out when I'm feeling sick? Like probably not, but I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Um, but if you're watching on YouTube, I have my glasses on today. I've got no makeup on, hairs in a ponytail. We're just, we're, we're rocking on natural right now. Um, but the reason why I have my glasses and my, like my glasses on and no makeup on is because I'm dumb and decided to sleep in a full face of makeup and contacts last night. And if you wear contacts, you know that sleeping in your contacts is not good for your eyeballs, makes them very dry. And obviously my skin is suffering the consequences of going one night with makeup on. Um, I woke up to four bright and shiny pimples on my forehead and I'm not even bothering to cover them up right now. So I'm very sorry if you see the red marks, but anyway, I, um, Funny, funny story about my glasses. So if you're not watching on YouTube, my glasses are clear. I got these like a few months ago. I got these trendy clear frames. They're very modern, very nice. My eye prescription in my glasses. So my contacts are a little bit less because they're like right up against your eyeballs. Your glasses are always going to be a little bit stronger. My glasses prescription is a negative 6.75. Like when people, when I say like I'm blind, I'm blind. Like without these things on, I see, like I just took them off right now. I can't even really, I I can't tell you where the center of the camera is. Like the actual lens can't, can't see it at all. So moral of the story, I'm blind. I take my contacts out when I get home. I'm playing Candy Crush on my iPad as I do. I get up and I go to wash my face. I'm like, all right, I got to take my makeup off. I got to wash my face. Let's, let's, let's get the day rolling. Wash my face, put on my, you know, lotion, whatever. I come back to my room and I'm like, shit. I have no idea where my glasses are. I, frick. So now I'm going up to every surface in my room, my desk, my bed, my dresser, like this little ottoman I have searching through the bag that I had like from the night before. I'm putting my eyeballs up to everything. I see nothing. I go and check the bathroom and I'm like, there's nothing here. 
I bust out my phone, the camera, because I could see clearly through the camera. So I'm like, all right, let me put the camera on and like, let's navigate again. Nowhere to be found. No. And this has happened before where I can't find my glasses because I can't see without them on <laughs> and my glasses are clear. So they just got, like, yeah, if you're really blind, don't get clear glasses. That's the moral of the story. Um, but I'm looking around for like 10 minutes. Uh, I'm like texting my friends. I'm like, I can't find my glasses. I, I call my one friend. She didn't pick up. It's fine. Um, but I literally called her with the intentions of being like, can you please look with me? Because I'm home alone and I can't find my glasses and I got to leave because I got a personal train in, in a half hour. Um, so I'm calling her. And as soon as I like hang up, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, I know exactly where they are. I'd never, I'd, I'd never taken them out, out of the case, never took them out of the case. I was so like, I could have sworn, like I would have put money on my life that I took my glasses out off to take my makeup off and wash my face. Ne never took them out of the case, ne never took them out of the case, so... I caused the whole scene, texted like everybody that I knew and was like, can't find my glasses. Texted my client. I'm like, hey, running behind schedule because I can't find my glasses. They were in the goddamn case. Oh my God. So I'm just, you know, I'm happy I found them. And now they're on my face. And my friend, Steph, she's she was on this podcast before. She has this rule in her house where it's, I think she says like on your face or in the case. So I really got to start putting it in like one, like one place, no matter where I take them off to, av to avoid this. I've had to have my mother come in the room before and find my glasses for me because it's, it's that bad. <laughs> it's that bad. Uh, but anyway, yeah, not feeling awesome. I told you guys I went into work for half a day on Wednesday. Um, and it was quite. It, it was, it was quite the day. I think I'd lost, I think that was the day I lost my last marbles. Um, I don't really disclose like on the podcast or on my Instagram where I work just for professional reasons. Um, but every office, you know, I like it time to time, you got to print some stuff, you know? So I had, I had to print out a bunch of stuff that I was mailing, um, for like an event. So, and, end users, like like customers were going to see these papers, um, moral of the story. So I go, I click print, of course, of course, the first time you click print, why would ever, anything work smoothly? So I bring my laptop over. I'm like, okay, let's try this again. I move someone's documents out of the way that are just sitting in the printer. And I go and print and stuff's coming out and I'm looking at it. And oh, by the way, I printed 200 copies, 200 copies of a six page paper or, or brochure or whatever. And the first few come out. And there's black toner all down the side, all down like the right side. And I'm like, frick, I don't think I can send these out when they look like this. So they keep coming or whatever. And I'm like, I'm pressing cancel on the printer, not canceling anything. Stuff's still spewing out of this machine. A very important figure in my office comes out um, to get his papers or whatever. And he's like, oh my God, I think toner exploded in the machine. And I was like, I didn't put it in. I swear to God, I did not put the toner in. And he's like, no, no, it's fine. It's just, you can't use these. And I'm like, I know. 
So he then presses cancel on the printer. And that thing just just didn't want to cancel because it kept going. And he's like, I thought I hit cancel. And I'm like, yeah, I thought I did too, but here it is. So now I'm standing over it, pressing cancel every time like it starts to print again, texting my friend. I'm like, when you get out of this meeting, you need to help me because I don't know what to do. Apparently, lesson learned. That's That specific printer doesn't like to listen to the buttons and you have to go on your laptop and actually like cancel the job from there. So I got to go find someone to fix this printer now. I'm like emailing people. I'm like, someone's got to clean this, this printer out. Toner is everywhere. It's making a mess. So somebody comes up and starts looking at that. I'm like, all right, I'll go to the next printer. I'll just print out of that one. I go to the printer. No, no magenta toner. I'm like, all right, I've changed ink before, but I don't know where the toner goes in this printer. And I've also heard it's really messy. So like, is it the same as ink? Like, I don't know. Um, can't find where the toner goes. Cause I think I had like, listen, I was sick. I had, I had like half the brain cells that I normally do that day. So I have to go bother this man that's sitting close to me. I'm like, um, excuse me. I'm really sorry to interrupt your conversation, but could you show me where the toner goes? Man, man has to put in the toner for me. I'm so now I know how to put in toner. Okay. That's, that's great. I could do it. Um, but that was, that was a slight setback, mildly embarrassing. So I go to hit print, not printing. I'm like, okay, let's try this again. Hit print on my computer, not printing. Okay. I go back and forth about six times with this. And then all of a sudden it starts printing and I'm like, thank, thank you, Jesus. Like, I don't know what I did. I hit print six times. So I don't know if 1200 copies are going to come out, but we'll figure, we'll figure it out. Figure it out. I grab the stapler. I go to like, I'm trying to keep on, like keep the ball rolling and staple these things together as they're coming out. There's like five staples left in the stapler and there's no staples in the supplies cabinet. So I'm like, really? So luckily one of my friends had staples at his desk and he gave me some, but I'm doing my thing and texting my friend. I'm like, I got it. I figured it out. It's good. It's fine. The guy who was checking out the first printer comes up to me and is like, yeah, that printer's done. We're just going to have to scrap it. And I'm like, okay, I want it on record. I didn't break it though. I just want, I just want it on record. So that printer scrapped. So now I'm stapling things together. I have like 20 something copies. Stuff's coming out. And I notice that there's pink magenta flying all over these pages. It didn't start that way. And then all of a sudden magenta was flying all over these pages. And I'm like, well, now, now I can't get this. I, I can't send these out either. I got to scrap these. And I'm like, I also don't know how to make it stop. So I call my friend again. I'm like, get, get over here. Get, I need help. She opens up the toner stuff and she's like, there's magenta toner all over, all over the toner box, just all over, spewed everywhere. So she's like, that's why we need to clean this up. She's got an air can, pressurized air can in her desk because she's got everything. She's like, she's stacked all the time. You need something, she's got it. So she's clean. We're, the two of us are cleaning up this mess. We put it back in. I'm like, I want it on record. I did not put in the magenta toner. 
I, I didn't do it. I swear to God. Um, so we put in, we put back the toner, everything's cleaned up, starts printing out again, normal. I'm like, okay, nice. Nice. Oh, I just dropped my phone. I'm like, we're back on the ball. Get a few more copies in. I'm stapling away. Pick up a sheet. Blue toner. Cyan toner. Streaked. Streaked across the page. They keep coming out like that. I'm like, God damn it. So I pause the print job. I grab my friend again. I'm, I show her the paper. I say no words. I, I say no words. I'm just like, it's, it's happening. It's happening. So she's like, mother freak, like what? So I'm like, please come back over here and figure it out. She's like, oh, we're low. We need, we need a new cyan toner. So I'm like, I got it. I got it. I'll put it in. I need to practice this. Put in the toner. She cleans up like there was like a little bit of dust on the outside, but not a lot. We put it back in. Blue streak continues down the freaking page. So we open and back up the printer and it's like, it, it doesn't tell you in the waste. To- so the waste toner box in a printer is what collects the extra particles of uh, toner, you know, so it doesn't make a mess. Waste toner cartridge is filled. So that's why dust is flying everywhere. I don't know how to change it. She doesn't know how to change it. We see no spares. We're like, all right. All right. So we put it back in and then the printer comes up with this message that that I've never seen before. And it just coats, stop printing. Machine is too hot, needs to cool down. And I'm like, oh, I've never seen that one before because laser printers like use heat. That's why the papers will come out hot when you use a laser printer. So me and my friend looking at each other and we're like, well, that's not good. We don't, we don't need this thing going down in smoke right now. That We don't need that at all. So we ditched the printer. We're like, oh, and stuff still coming out, still coming out. Cancel the print job. Doesn't want to cancel. Doesn't want to cancel at all. So uh, we just took out the paper from the machine because we couldn't figure out how to get it to actually stop. Move to printer number three. And all went well at printer number three. Thank God. This was a, I was like, oh, I'm going to print stuff and then I'll go home because I'm, I, I'm allowed to go home since I'm sick. Two and a half hour ordeal. Two and a half hour ordeal. One printer scrapped. Another one almost went down in flames. And it just was a humbling moment for me where I was like, you know, Liz, I like to think you're pretty smart. You got a good degree. You went to a good college. You know, it's you read a lot, you like to do puzzles, but you can't print a document without having the world collapse. I just, I, 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 I don't know. I had it. I really did. I'm drinking, uh, drinking an iced coffee from Duncan right now, actually, if you just heard that sip. I do not get Duncan often because coffee, like actual coffee-wise, I think that there's other places that just sell better coffee. You know, like it's not the best. Duncan's not the best coffee. We all know that. But they're doing a $2 medium iced coffee deal right now. So the mediums, I mean, we, we all know this, the mediums much larger than a medium or grande, whatever at Starbucks. So I was just, 
I was hungover, needed some caffeine. I was craving something a little sweet. So I went to Dunkin', got a medium cold brew because I needed something large and cheap. Got the sweet cream cold foam on top, so no milk, just that. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Just, if I could eat sweet cream cold foam every day, I would do it. I really would do it. And it's very pretty when it cascades down and then that's like how the milk gets stirred in. But then it's really disappointing when the cold foam part is done because it's my favorite. And it's one of those things in life that just makes me very happy. Um, So I just wanted to get that out of the way. I wrote down a lot. I wrote down a list of topics for once that I actually wanted to talk to you guys about because this was just, this was just a week. So I, you know, I, I, I went over the glasses thing. Went over my my printer situation. That's what I wrote down. Printer situation. I've been sick. I've also had the wildest dreams this week. I haven't talked about my dreams in a while. I don't know. None of the, none of them were just like worthy of me bringing up on here. You know. But if you've been listening from the beginning, you'll know I have very, very vivid and strange dreams because of the antidepressant I'm on. That's the side effect I get from it. And I'm totally okay with it. Gives me good stories. They're not like, sometimes they're like, they're, I mean, they're, they're just like anything. They're just more vivid. That's what it is. And sometimes a little wonky, but they're not all nightmares. They're not all dreamy, like perfect situations. But this week I had quite the nightmare, quite the nightmare. Um, But of course, like, you know when you dream something and there's like all of it makes sense and then there's those one or two things that it's like, where the heck did that come from? That was that was this. So I, you know what happened? I read a post this week that there was a like murderer on the loose in Venice Beach, California. Um, I guess like that just stuck with me, I guess, when I went to bed. And had a dream that I was like in, uh, I guess in California, I don't really know, hadn't been disclosed. Um, And there was a guy with a gun like on the loose, like trying to shoot people. And I'm running for my life, like running and trying to hide like, like some scary shit. Except the guy didn't have a gun. He had a nail gun. So instead of killing people with a bullet, he was like trying to like nail them, like crucify them almost. So I'm running for my life. And it it was almost video game-esque where it's like run, 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 run. And once you get to like this location, you're safe. So I'm running for my life. I'm crawling through alleyways, tunnels. I'm like super spy shit right now. And then I finally get to the quote unquote safe spot and the safe spot is a, a, the only way I could describe it is like, it was like a ballroom, like a, like at an event center, you know, like at a country club, like a ballroom. But the room next to it was similar to a backstage of a theater, that kind of vibe. So I finally make it to that backstage room. And it turns out that I'm on the Oklahoma state wrestling team, which makes no sense. Don't know where that one came from. Um, and I'm in line and it's like, all of us have to 
what's the word? Zipline. We have, we have to do a mini zipline from this like line that we're standing in to the ballroom. And then once we get to the ballroom, we're safe. So I am anxious. This nail gun guy is close behind. He's going to find me. I feel, I like feel his presence. I finally, like I get, I get on the, what's it called again? Zipline. I get on the little zipline thing. I make it to the ballroom and I just, I'm safe. Like safe from the murderer. And that's when I woke up. Um, And that's it. That's it. So I don't know what to make of that. I don't know where those little pieces came from, but I'm never going to look at a nail gun the same. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that much. I'll tell you that much. So yeah, that's, that's my dream for the week. Just wanted to get that one out there. Um, we have a very exciting episode and a very exciting week ahead. Y'all know me. Am I, am, am I TV? And Grey's Anatomy is coming back, but I'm not that hyped for it. So this is a big week for TV. Grey's Anatomy comes back on the 23rd and Outer Banks comes back on the 23rd. And I am so, I am so excited for Outer Banks. I, so Outer Banks became popular during COVID and everyone was watching it and John B, blah, 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 blah. And I didn't watch it because I thought it was going to be like a, like a One Tree Hill or something. And those shows were just done better in the early 2000s. You know, so I put it off for a while. And then last year, I didn't have anything to watch. Blew through both seasons of Outer Banks in in a week. I, I would say a week, honestly. Phenomenal show. Chase Stokes has got me wrapped in. I am I am John B. all the way. All, I couldn't save myself from that one. But Outer Banks is coming back for a its third season this week on Netflix. Super, super excited for that. Grey's Anatomy is coming back and you guys, Grey's Anatomy, probably, I, I would say Grey's Anatomy is probably my favorite show. I, I'm addicted to it, but it's like Meredith's Farewell and I've talked about my opinions on this. I just don't see how you can continue Grey's Anatomy without Meredith Grey, but whatever. I'm going to watch it anyway because I have to. I feel obligated to. Um, and this week... I've been so, I've been, oh, this is kind of on a Grey's Anatomy note. I've been so excited to watch Your Place or Mine. It's the new Netflix, Netflix, hello, Netflix rom-com with Ashton Kutcher, Reese Witherspoon, and Jesse Williams. Can't leave him out. (sighs) Love it, love Ashton Kutcher and Reese Witherspoon in a rom-com. They've never done one together, but they're, they're rom-com hall of famers, I would say. So I was very excited that they were doing a movie together, but Jesse Williams, that's what, that's what pulled me in there. I wish he, I wish he had a bigger role. I wish we got more time with him during the movie, but it was a great movie. I, it, I thought that they were both so funny. I, Ashton Kutcher did a great job. Um, it was very like relatable, I guess, to real life. You know, it's like they're best friends, but they live on opposite side of the countries and they have to talk through FaceTime a lot. And I just feel like that's a lot of relationships these days, like friendships. Best rom-com I've watched in a while. I think this revived. Like I'm big into the rom-coms that happened into the early, in the early 2000s and that's when rom-coms were at its peak. 
This one was pretty good. Uh, it, I would give it a 10 out of 10. And I, I think my only ask would have been more Jesse Williams. I, I want to see more Jesse Williams. And he is just like, I wonder if he knows how handsome he is. Like he really is. He just really, is. he's got to know. Um, but yeah, a lot of exciting, a lot of exciting things to look forward to this week. This episode, I'm going to be talking about my five favorite dinner meals Nice and cheap, affordable, high-protein, healthy meals. And then we're finishing off the episode with a wonderful interview with my friend Kat Nunez. Nunez, sorry, I just I just botched that. Um, there's a little, whatever they're called, over uh, Tilda? Is that what it's called? I don't know. I should just drop it. Um, I met her in California when we went to the zoo culture opening, so I'm very excited for you guys to listen to that conversation. So without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. All right, let's jump into the highlights for this week. Nice and easy. So my health and fitness related highlight, I'm very excited about. And I do want to share this with you guys because I think it's a helpful like little tip or I don't know, like maybe some of you will take something from this. This week, I got delivered a little like I don't know what they actually call it, but it's like an under the desk cycle, like bicycle, if that makes sense. So it's just like picture a stationary bike, but without the, like only the pedals. That's what it is. So I got it. I subscribed to FabFitFun. I'm trying to like move, like move around for YouTube so I don't look like a boy. Um, but you know what? It's just going to be what's going to be this week. Um, Anyway, I have a subscription. Uh, wow, let's rewind and try that again. I have a subscription to FabFitFun, and before every box, like there's four boxes a year, they do a little add-on sale. And this bad boy was only thirty bucks, only thirty bucks, and it's just two pedals. You can adjust the tension with a knob, um, and there's a screen on it that'll give you like time, calories burned, like miles, like etc. That kind of stuff. I am an extreme fidgeter, like especially in meetings, like I can't sit still. So if I'm not taking notes, it's like, I always got to be like, I'm cracking my knuckles. I'm playing around with my mouse. Like I just, I have a problem with sitting still. So this is really, this has already been so helpful. I've used it twice since I got it on Thursday. Um, I'm able to just like pedal. So I'm moving during my meetings and it it solves that like fidgeting cray for me. And because I have a stationary desk job, I don't get a lot of movement in throughout the day. That's why you guys have heard me talk about it. I end every workout in the gym with like a walk on the treadmill because I don't move during the day. So I'm very excited that I'm going to be able to do my work and get this movement in. You know, it's just a way for me to get moving during the day. And my house, because we moved a few years ago, I don't have a basement anymore. And we don't have like, we have a one car garage. So we don't have room for cardio equipment in the house. We don't have room for a treadmill, elliptical, whatever. So this is tiny enough that it just, it fits right under my desk. That's where it stays. Um, and now I have like a source of cardio, a way to do cardio at home. So I'm very excited about that. It was cheap and it's just a good way to get moving. You know, it's just, I don't know. I'm very happy. I'm very excited about it in a nerdy way. And I'm probably going to use it, honestly, when I'm editing this for YouTube. Like, I'll, it's just a way for me to 
Be more active. Be more active. And then my non-fitness-related highlight. Let's see what I wrote down here. Oh, oh, my non-fitness-related highlight. I have to share this with you guys. I got the best boots ever. They came last weekend, delivered to my door, and I need to tell you guys, they're from Nasty Gal. Nasty Gal is one of those sites that's always running like 40% off the whole store, stuff like that, so you can get some good deals. These shoes were only 40 bucks, and they're good quality. I wore them out last night, um, and they're the type of surface that you could wipe down with like a magic eraser or something, but they came back, and they're not really dirty. So they're, they're black platform boots. You, you guys know I'm short. I'm a little shorty. So they gave me a good six inches, but the heel, like the arch of your foot isn't six inches because it's platform on the like actual foot part too. And then the heel. So the actual heel is, is only maybe two inches, like, or the actual arch of your foot is probably only like two inches, but it raises you up. So quite comfortable actually. Um, but they're black on the front and then the heel going into the side of the boot is pink and orange sequined flames. How freaking cute is that? I, I am, I'm so into all that stuff and clothes and dressing up and finding odd pieces of clothing that nobody else has and stuff like that. Great. Just, just for $40 too. And I love things that sparkle and they're very versatile. Like I could just wear a black shirt with it or a pink shirt or an orange shirt. And it's like, I could wear anything basic with it because the shoes are the statement. So if you guys are looking for good going out shoes, look on Nasty Gal. Cause it's like when you're spending money on shoes that you know, you're going to wear to a bar, you don't want to get something super expensive cause they're going to get dirty, but you don't want something bad quality and ugly either. Nasty Gal. That's all I'm saying. And those are my highlights for this week. Okay. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this segment. I know that's something that people really struggle with is healthy meals and there's just such a, a like bad connotation with eating healthy out there where it's like, oh, if I'm eating healthy, I got to be eating chicken and rice every night. How boring is that? And it is. It's so boring. So ever since I moved home from college and I had like a fully stacked kitchen, I've been searching for fun recipes to make that also don't cost a fortune. So I, to, for this episode, put together my five favorite recipes, high in protein, clean ingredients, and delicious and fun and easy to make. Cause I'm no, I like to cook. Would I say I'm like an awesome chef? Not really. Like I think I'm pretty moods at it. So if I could do it, you could do it too. But here, so here are my five. First one, so easy. Like you really can't mess this up. Chili. Chili. Simple enough, right? Growing up, I hated when my mom made chili. I don't know why. I don't know if it was the concept, but like I wouldn't eat it. Like I was just like, no, I don't want it. And I would like freak out if she made chili. I don't know what my problem is because was because chili's phenomenal and so easy to make. I get a lot of my recipes from Gathered Nutrition, the blog. I've talked about that before. 
She has a white chicken chili. She makes hers in the Instant Pot. I don't have an Instant Pot, so I just put mine on the crock pot. So easy. So I, I forget all of the ingredients off the top of my head. You can go and look it up on her website, but you get tomato paste. Like I think I do like the no salt added. Do I get tomato paste? No, no, I don't. I get, um, I get the diced tomatoes with green chilies in it. No salt added. Chicken broth. Um, I normally, like I could shred some chicken and put it in, like I'll make my own shredded chicken, super easy, or you can do, you could do it however, however you want. But I'll get some shredded chicken, put that in, two kinds of beans, extra protein. Um, I think I did pinto and, did I do pinto and black? I think I did pinto and black, that checks out. So I did pinto and black. I'll throw in some corn, get some carbs in there. What else? What else? I think that's it, really. Like, you put in a little garlic. You put in some seasonings, of course. And then on top, I do reduced fat cheese. I'll squeeze some lime juice. And instead of sour cream, if you use plain Greek yogurt, great substitute and extra protein. And it's so easy because all you have to do is, like, literally empty things into the crock pot. I think the most effort that you have to do is cook the chicken and that's it. Like it cannot get easier. So good for the winter too. So that's number one. Meal number two. Oh, this one's a good one. I have it written down on my index card. Um, jalapeno popper stuffed chicken. So freaking good. Oh my God. So for this one, you need to get chicken breasts that aren't thin cut because you need to be able to slice them in half to stuff it with something, if that makes sense. So I just get, I get like a pound of chicken or whatever, cut it, cut it up. So each serving's like four ounces. You could do whatever you want. And then I mix in a bowl, like reduced fat cream cheese, reduced fat cheese, and I chop up, I dice some jalapenos. All you do is you shove it inside. Like I break the mixture down into however many like chickens, however many pieces I'm making, I guess. You take the chicken breast, slice it like three quarters of the way through, not all the way, because you don't want it to be like a sandwich. Stuff the middle with the jalapeno popper filling. And then I dip it in like an egg white, or an egg wash, I'm sorry. And then put breadcrumbs on the outside or cornmeal, whatever you want to use. Fry it. I cook it on the, in the pan for like five minutes, just on one side. And then I bake it for the rest. Super, super easy and delicious. Delicious. Goes really good with mini potatoes on the side or French fries. You could put some broccoli, make it a whole meal. Make it, you can't just have the chicken. You got to have the sides. Uh, but it's, it's truly fantastic. So good. Meal number three. I actually made this one last week. Also easy, tacos, but not your mother's tacos, not the tacos that you grew up with as a kid. No, 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 no. I use the, um, gosh, I'm kind of blanking. Like, I don't know if this is the exact name I should have had in front of me. I think it's La Banderita, Banderita, something like that. I don't know. Um, but I use their 
soft corn tortillas. So not flour, soft corn. Heat them up for a little bit. Like I, I lightly toasted them. Um, just because if you're making tacos or a burrito, you want to make sure that your wrap is warm so it conforms to the shape and doesn't like crack and split on you. On the inside, I did two different versions. I had some leftover steak, which I talked about last week. So I cooked some steak, made some with that. The others I did with chicken, just diced up some red onion, put that in there, diced up some avocado, put the avocado in there, squeezed lime juice on top. You could have thrown a little sour cream, whatever. And then I topped it with cojita cheese. Protein packed. I did some like whole grain tortilla chips on the side. Really, really easy. You could also take those on the go. They're very portable. Love that. Um, and there's just really no, like there's no skill to it. You know, see, you can't mess up tacos. You can't. Meal number four. Ooh, this one is a good one. Don't sleep on it. Beet and goat cheese protein pasta. That was, let me, let me break it down for you. So Barilla makes a line of protein pasta way better than chickpea pasta. Stop, like, stop eating chickpea pasta. We know you don't like it and you're just pretending because the texture is disgusting. Chickpea pasta is not the worst thing in the world, but you, you eat it and you're like, okay, this isn't pasta. Like, I know this isn't pasta. The protein plus line I can't taste the difference at all. I, me and my mom, like my mom, like we don't use regular pasta anymore. We just use this brand of pasta and it's so good. So um, I'll get the pen. I think they sell it in like penne, not rigatoni, which rigatoni would have been cuter, but whatever. So I'll get a box of that and that's just what makes it protein pasta. Um, I put some chicken in because I need, I need extra protein in my meals. It's just not enough. But then the sauce, you take some pasta water in a blender. You take some pasta water, goat cheese, best cheese of all time. We've talked about this. Two beets. Um, I think there's garlic and something else that I'm forgetting, but I also got this from Gathered Nutrition. You blend it all up. No, I did not get this from Gathered Nutrition. I got this from TikTok. Sorry. You blend it all up and beets stain. So beets make the pasta a nice pink color. So it's super, super fun. You could put some grilled asparagus on top. Phenomenal pairing. Um, and it's just a, like everyone loves a nice pasta dish. It's also one of those that it's good hot, but you could also eat it cold if you needed to take it on the go somewhere. And it's super easy. All you got to do is cook pasta, cook chicken, and blend some shit together. So, so easy, so delicious. You don't taste like it doesn't taste like beets at all. But I will say one thing. Um, Beets will stain your feces. So just, just don't be alarmed. Just don't be alarmed. Okay. <laughs> the last, last meal that I have for you guys. This is a fun one. And there's a lot of fun things you could do with it. Protein mac and cheese. Yes. Same, same concept as the last dish I gave you. I use the Protein Plus Elbow Macaroni. Like, Thank you, Barilla, for making these things because I need it in my life. So super, super delicious. And then I use my friend Kelsey's mac and cheese recipe. You know, you could use any, you could use any homemade mac and cheese recipe, 
I personally don't bake mine. Like, I don't like mine baked with breadcrumbs on it. It's just not my vibe. But I use, like, a cheddar, like a reduced-fat cheddar. Um, I throw a little bit of Parmesan in there and reduced-fat mozzarella. So that's what I do. That's the combo. You basically, you cook the pasta, and then you make a, is it called a rouge? Rouge? Something like that? Um, I use whole wheat flour. You could use chickpea flour for extra, uh, whatchamacallit, protein. Um, but you you basically stir that in with, I used almond milk, and yeah, I think that's it. Creates a, it's, it's a, a rouge is like a, a bonding agent for the pasta. Mix all the cheeses in, and then you mix the whole thing together at the end. You get the you get the point. You can look up literally any homemade recipe for pasta. I just switch it out with, you know, I don't use white flour. I use like a chickpea or a whole wheat flour. I don't use milk. I use a dairy-free milk. And reduced fat cheese. You could even use vegan cheese if you want. I've done it with that before too. And I got I get a lot of questions like, oh, when you're making something like that in a big pot, how do you divide it out? Like how do you make sure like what – what the macros are. Um, so what I do is I divide it out and I weigh it. So they're like all my serving sizes are even. So I'll take one bowl and I'll measure out like, let's say a hundred grams and I'll do that for all four bowls. And then I'll keep going until the pot's empty, but I'll make sure that they're even amounts. And then I just take all my ingredients, like add it all up in my fitness pal and just divide by four, just make four servings and that's it. So those are my, Five favorite dinners. I'm going to make protein mac and cheese this week for sure. I like to put, um, you could have it as a nice side dish or what I like to do is make shredded chicken and put barbecue sauce on it. And it is just like, do, do I have to say more? Do I need to say more? You know? Um, but that that's it. Those are my five favorite meals. I hope you try them out. And if you do try them out, tag me. I want to know. I want to see it. I want to know if you like it, if you think it was horrible and that I have a weird tit, like, taste, I guess. But I hope that you guys took something from this and cooking can be fun. Healthy cooking can be fun. And it's also like when you, I don't know if I'm just like a total geek or like I haven't amounted to a lot in life, but when I make a good meal, I'm so proud after. Like I did that, you know? Let's get into some questions for this week. Like I said last week, the question box has moved to a new location. So instead of me posting the question story on list with Liz, it'll be on at confessions of a gym rat on Instagram. Make sure you follow the podcast, blah, 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 blah. Like I say, every week you can DM me questions. You can comment questions specifying that you want it to be answered on the podcast, or you can look out for the question box that I put up on Mondays. So let's dive in to the questions. How to not get overwhelmed by emotions. Um, I wish that I could answer this better, but that's more of a therapy question, and I'm unfortunately not a therapist. Um, I, I swear, sometimes I think you guys think I have the keys to everything, and I wish I did. Oh, I did. Um, for me personally, I I journal. If I'm feeling... If my emotions are feeling very heightened and out of control, the first thing I do is journal and try and get it down on paper. Um, Exercising is another way to 
calm yourself and it also keeps you busy and, and is like a distraction. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what my therapist tells me, you know, grounding is another one. Like when I'm feeling overwhelmed or out of control, I'll stop. Like the whole technique is to stop and just focus on what's in front of you. Like literally be like, okay, there's my gray lamp. There's my pink water bottle. Just putting yourself in the moment, you know. Second question. We've only got four questions today. In your opinion, what's the best way to maximize back gains? Best way to maximize back gains is to make sure you're eating in a caloric surplus, getting enough protein in, and your training back, like utilizing progressive overload and make sure that you're choosing exercises that hit all parts of the back, not just one muscle group in the back. Leggings for short girls. I'm five foot one and worried about leggings that are too long. Are the amplifies long? Really great question. So I um I put a episode out. Um, I want to say back in November. I forget, but I have a full episode on all the gym clothes that I've owned. Um, and I go really into detail there. So you could definitely check that out. I am five foot two and a half, and the amplifies are perfect on me. They're very stretchy. So I think at five foot one you will be okay. Lululemon offers their aligns in different lengths. So you could get the 23 inch length and be fine. I would look for, like, I would look for the length in the product descriptions. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't, I, I'm like pretty short, but I don't really have that problem with Leggings. I think the only leggings that are too long for me are the 28 inch aligns, which a lot of people get. Those are too long for me. Last question How do you work out in just socks? I'd panic, I'd lose my footing. Really good question. So, with I only work out in just socks on leg days. Uh, luckily, my gym allows it. A lot of gyms require you to wear footwear for obvious reasons. I've been doing this for a long time and yes, accidents can happen. I'm not saying I'm like immune to accidents, but, um, I'm pretty secure in what I'm doing. I I feel like I'm at a point where I'm not going to lose my balance or if I feel like I am, then I would put my shoes on. Um, the reason for not working out in shoes while I do leg exercises is because you really want to have like the flattest foot possible to keep your balance actually. So I'm better off on my feet than in running sneakers because there's no bounce and whatnot. And my gym's floor isn't that isn't like the slippery type. So I'm able to grip. Uh, but that's, that's how I work out in socks and God forbid, like there is an exercise, um, that my socks are getting in the way or I do find that I'm slipping a little bit. Then I'll, then I'll put my shoes on. That's what my slip on my trusty slip on bands are for, but that's all the questions that we had for this week. A little short one. I love reading your questions. I hope that you guys like listening to them. I feel like I get to connect with you guys on a more personal level. So I'll just, I'll just repeat myself one more time. Follow at confessions of a gym rat on Instagram. And that's where you can find future question boxes.
All right, guys, I'm here with a very special guest today. I am here with Catherine Nunez. You might know her as Lift with Cat, not Lifts with Liz on Instagram. Uh, how are you, Cat? I'm so good. How are you, Liz? I am fantastic. So Cat and I met in LA because we were both two little lost puppies in the sea of zoo culture madness. Um, and then we ended up spending the whole day together, which was super fun. How do you think the the whole event was I was people keep asking me and I'm like I'm still processing oh my gosh I know I needed a couple of like days of recovery after that um it was my first like I guess event I've ever been like in the industry I guess if you can consider it that um so I think for me just like being in the same space with all of these people that like you know we're all doing the same thing was really just like it was really high energy and just like an interesting scenario in itself which I thought was just fun to be part of. Um, but yeah, I definitely needed some time to like recoup after that weekend. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a lot. I keep, have you been seeing the TikTok videos going around of like Bradley screaming at people to get out? Yes, I have. <laughs> All my friends keep asking me, they're like, were you like, were you there for that? Like, did you have to get out? I was like, no, we stayed, but it was definitely like up for debate. Like we were just like to each other, like, are we good? Like, do we stay? Like, do we leave? Yeah. yeah, I just felt bad for everyone like waiting outside. It was just like a horrible weekend with weather. So yeah. yeah. I was <laughs> when I first came in and it like did not look good with my bangs. And I was like, all right, I'm soaking wet. I know nobody here, <laughs> but let's make it work. Yeah. I mean, that's the fun part. You're, you know, a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. You got to push yourself out of here comfort zone. Uh, but I wanted to have you on the podcast because I have a lot of people on to talk about how they balance like a healthy lifestyle and healthy habits while just being a regular person, whether that's like a full-time job or for you, you're a senior in college. So you are from Chicago, right? And you, does your family still yeah. live in Chicago or is your family in Arizona now? Yeah, my family's still there. Okay. So you are from Chicago, moved all the way to Arizona by yourself. And now you're a senior biomedical engineering. Is that right? Yes. How right. do I, like, I can't remember what I ate yesterday, but I remember that you're, <laughs> I remember your major. Um, it's a tongue twister. <laughs> yeah. Well, my, one of my roommates in college was biomedical engineering. So that one, that one sticks with me. Um, yeah. Not, not for my brain. But how, I guess we'll start from the beginning. How did you get into fitness? Like, did you play sports in high school? Like, have you always been weightlifting? How did yeah, that- so in, sorry, what was that? So how did it all start? Yes, so in high school, I played soccer, um, but I honestly was not very good at it. I played kind of like the community league for the longest time. I didn't really like jump into club until I was in high school. I did club for like about one or two years. And I liked it for those one or two years. And then I just kind of fell out of love with it, kind of like how you do when you're finding your hobbies. Yeah. Um, and then throughout the four years of high school, I was in cheerleading. So that was not like really a high intensity sport, but it was just something that was just like fun, a way to stay active, you know, improve flexibility. Um, and yeah, that was just kind of like more of a social thing. Um, but I had always had this desire to like become like really strong and like fit and like I think in high school, I never imagined myself in that way. I kind of just always, you know, thought it was like my genetics or I was big boned or, you know, yeah. that wasn't really something that was like necessarily who I was. Yeah. Um, and then when I went 
Yes. Yeah. When I went to college, um, I had just seen like all these like strong, like badass social, like women on social media, like these jacked women. I'm like, oh my God, they look amazing. Like I want delts. I want biceps. Like they look like so good. Like I just want to look like that. Um, so it really came purely out of like physical desire. I was like, you know, I want to change my body. I want to look strong. I want to look fit. Um, and so I started weightlifting my freshman year of college. Okay. Yeah, How did you, so I, I feel like a lot of people can kind of relate to that. Like I started going to the gym, I'd say for two reasons. One of them was, I just, I ended sports in high school and was like, where do I go from here? Like I needed somewhere to like take my mind off things. And then the second part is like, you just want to feel comfortable. I wanted to feel comfortable in my body and make a change. But when I started weightlifting and people on Instagram were just breaking out. Like it was basically just Whitney Simmons and like KK fit, like just like those gym shark athletes and not much more. So how did you learn what to do in the gym? Like, how'd you learn the ropes? Did anyone teach you? Yeah, I actually was really lucky my freshman year. There was another guy in my residence hall, like on my same floor as the co-ed floor that I had just met and we had, you know, just chatted. We were friends and he was like, I want to start like lifting weights. Like I've been doing it in high school a little bit, but I want to get more consistent. I'm like, oh my gosh, same here. So he was kind of like my gym buddy. We'd go six days a week. Uh, It was, it was insane. Um, We would go six days a week, like in the morning or in the evening, we would have like the same time every single week. Um, and he kind of like brought me through the ropes of like the main compound lifts. So like squat, uh, bench, you know, um, deadlifts, like the main kind of like bro split kind of pieces of information with lifting. So he was there with like spotting and like form with the start of my journey, which is actually really helpful, especially we were going to the ASU gym um, at the time. And that gym, it's, you know, we, this is one of the largest universities, so it's packed. Um, and so especially like first stepping into the gym, it can be very overwhelming to work out in that gym. Um, so it was very nice just to have someone that like I would walk in with, we would do our whole workout together. And then I know that like we would walk out together too. Like I knew that he would have something that we could work on together for that session. Right. I guess it kind of made it a little less intimidating too, because you had someone who was kind of at the same starting point as you going through the same thing. And like you said, like walking, I remember when I first went to college, cause I went to Rutgers. So it's also a pretty big school. I didn't even know how to get in the gym. I think I went to like the <laughs> wrong door and I was freaking out, panicking about going. Cause I was like, where's the locker room? Like I'm going to be navigating my way around here. Like so lost and alone. So it's definitely nice to have a, have a buddy. It, it is. And yeah, even just like for consistency as well, like at the start, you don't really see results from like week one in. like, so you, it's nice to have that accountability partner to like, be like, okay, we're sticking it out. We're going to go, you know? Yeah. So what, what made you start your fitness page then? Like when, when did that all happen? Yeah. So I started my social media the summer after my sophomore year. Okay. Um, and yeah, I think for a while, it was something a couple months prior is something that I was thinking about starting just because um, I had kind of taken autonomy over my journey, my sophomore 
year because I wasn't lifting with my friend, you know, COVID happened in my freshman year of college. Right. So I didn't have this friend anymore. He actually switched colleges. Um, and I had to start learning like what my lifting sessions were going to look like on my own. Like, you know, we were trading for his goals. He wanted to grow like his pegs, his biceps, whatever. Like I want to, you know, obviously grow my <laughs> body too, but like we were not doing hip thrusts. So right, I had right. to learn <laughs> like basically the biomechanics, the physics, the science, like behind lifting in order to get to my goals because I'm, I loved that side of things. Um, and so my sophomore year, I like started that journey, had learned a lot. And I just wanted to spread like the information that I had learned that year, the summer after. And so that's when I started my social media. <laughs> I love that. So what did, what did COVID look like for you? Because I went to school in the same state. Uh, like I went to school 30 minutes away from my home so obviously I was trapped inside, but when things started to reopen, like my friends were around and stuff, did you go back home to Chicago or did you stay in Arizona? So when quarantine was happening, I was home, but then I actually work an on-campus job. I'm a community assistant at the dorms here. So they kept this position, you know, as soon as the sophomore year started, my sophomore year started. So it was kind of like a half COVID year, half not COVID year, like you know, the residence halls weren't filled all the way. Not everyone was going in like in person to class, you know, maybe only like 10 or 20 people were in class. So as soon as quarantine was over, I started my sophomore year in person in Arizona. So I moved back out to Arizona and, you know, we were wearing masks in the gym, you know, it was modified, but as soon as I was done with quarantine, I was like, I'm ready to go. (laughs) Wow. My whole, so your sophomore year was my senior year of college. My entire senior year was virtual not a thing. Yeah. Yeah. ASU really wanted to make it like asynchronous and like have as many in-person opportunities. You know, the dining hall was all takeout and like, there's not a lot of people on campus. Um, but I mean, for me, it was, it was just good to kind of be out of my home. Like I was ready to be in the dorms. Yeah. So what did you do during that quarantine? Like, do you have space in your house to work out or or like, how was it? (laughs) Yeah. So when I went home to Chicago, they were very strict about quarantine. Like they were like no gyms, whatever. So this was like a really great period for me to focus on my nutrition. So I actually started working with my first online coach, um, which like made the world of the difference for like actually seeing physical results in the gym. Um, Because like nutrition is such a huge part of it. Like my freshman year, I was lifting and I was just eating whatever I wanted. And I really wasn't seeing like the results I wanted. Um, so working with my online coach during quarantine, like was just amazing. And then I worked with her for like a year after that. Um, and we made like insane physical progress. Like it was just great. So my focus was nutrition at the time. I really was not able to lift. There was not space in my house to lift. I didn't have weights, Mm -hmm. but I made so much progress with like the nutrition part of my fitness journey that it was, you know, worth it in the end. Right. I feel like that was, quarantine was a blessing in disguise or the only way you could really look at it is a blessing. Otherwise it's just kind of sad. Um, but I took a lot of quarantine to double down on like my form with everything and, and work on my mobility and things that I just didn't pay attention to when I was in the crowded Rutgers gyms where it was like, you had to grab a pair of dumbbells or you were out of luck. Yeah. You like grab the 15s before they're taken. Yeah. <laughs> So you don't go to the ASU gym anymore, do you? So, and I actually have been going to the ASU gym, like my entire college um, journey, my college life, um, except for this past semester. So I got a membership to another gym 
and I still actually went to the ASU gym this morning. Um, I go, I bounce between the two. Um, the reason why I got a different gym membership this semester is because I want to feel more comfortable recording content. Previously, I had gone to the gym at 6 a.m. and there was not a lot of people there, so I pr felt pretty comfortable doing that. But I always want to be like mindful of like not getting other people in the back or students, you know, space yeah. and students and stuff like that. So I got that other gym membership so I can like work out later in the day and still be able to record. Okay, cool. Um, I like that you. I like that you said that actually because I think that sways a lot of people. For me, I went to the Rutgers gyms until I couldn't anymore. Like my senior year, they weren't open, so that's when I got it other gym membership up at school because I still lived in my apartment and I like I had no choice but to go to an outside gym but I think a lot of people are like totally turned off by going to a university gym because you're right like they're crowded there's a lot of people that you know um but there there are ways to make it work so I guess off the top of your head I just thought of this question if you went to the school gym and it's crowded. Like you go in and it's packed. How do you how do you make your workout happen? Yeah, sometimes it doesn't happen, and I just go to work out at like the my dorm actually has like a smaller gym, oh, um, and I can you know make use of the dumbbells and stuff like that. But um, for me, I my workouts are always like planned out because I do the same progression every single week, so I know what you know, core five movements I'm going to be doing with four movements throughout the session. So if I have to change the order of them based on what's open, I will do that. And I know, you know, a great tip is like to like, just walk on the treadmill. If you're able to like look at everything or like sit on the turf and like stretch and warm up to kind of like eyeball, like what things are open. If you're like a little bit afraid of like walking around the gym floor and like having people look at you, like stand, like Right now, I don't I don't care if people are, you know, I, I will stand in the center of the gym, just like, you know, look, yeah. whatever. But as you're getting into it, like, if you just want to, like, sit on the turf, stretch, you know, like, pretend you're not looking, but you're actually looking to see what's open. I think that's a great way of doing it, too. And if you have to switch the, like, order of your movements around to, like, make the gym that you have work, work, um, like, that, I think that's, you know, probably the best way to go about it. That's what I would say, too. There's a lot of times where, yeah, I unfortunately I have to sacrifice the order because we we have to share the gym with people um <laughs> yeah and I always have like modifications in the back of my head I guess or and this isn't like always the most optimal solution but sometimes you just have to work in with people and people if people ask you like it's not optimal but you kind of have to be understanding like it's unfortunately not my space it's everyone's space <laughs> Yes. Yeah. That is something that happens in the, yeah. I worked in with someone the other day. I mean, it's, you know, it's something that happens, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So do you live by yourself up at school or like, do you have roommates? So I live in my own dorm room. I share a suite um, with another like student leader. Um, okay. And, but I, you know, my job actually covers my housing, which is one of the reasons, you know, that I'm in it, right. um, which is great. So I live on campus. I live in the dorms. Um, I eat from the dining hall, you know, which makes, you know, fitness a little bit of a challenge, but like there's ways that you can work around it. So is a student leader like a, uh, um, like a residence advisor? Yeah. So they call us community assistants. So I'm living in the freshman dorms and basically, um, we like help the freshmen. We're like a touch point for them. Okay. Like, get integrated to the community. If they have any questions, they have, you know, roommate complex, stuff like that, where there's support. 
Okay. Yeah. We called them RAs on my, in my floor and my RA was a total narc and he sucked. No. <laughs> yeah. He, he was like, his name was Marcus and everyone called him Narcus. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was so, it was so bad. Um, He was like known for being a narc. So everyone would be like super like careful of what he, they said around him and like, kind of like, like we would like kind of joke about him sometimes, which is kind of not nice, but whatever. Um, and then one day we had these little like I forget what they were called, but oh, like common rooms on on every floor. And that's where the residence advisor, whatever they're called, like that's where Marcus's room was. So I'm sitting out there doing my homework on my laptop and he opens the door and he's like, do you hear that? And I'm like, no. And he's like, I hear like a tapping above my room so I go in and like there's like a a bunch of thuds and I'm like oh yeah like that's weird and then he like kind of closes the door and I'm like this guy is like back at it again and then he comes back out later and he was like this is like this is like ridiculous I'm going up there to see what's going on the next thing I know ambulance is pulling up to my dorm like five cop cars like blocking (laughs) off the whole thing apparently the guy in the room above Marcus was tripping on like acid and they the his roommate his poor roommate was like the like most quiet like shy person him and marcus like called 911 and the emergency services came had to like zip tie him down to a gurney and like take him to the hospital i know and that i was crazy yeah i was sitting there like oh there's there's Narcus again wondering about the thing. And then I was like, oh shit, this like there's actual trouble. Yeah. Have yeah. You anything like that? Like any luckily, cr- I, luckily I, I haven't dealt like with like saving a student's life. Like that has luckily not been a scenario that I've been in. I mean, I I have actually been a CA for like three years now. Mm-hmm. So I have gotten, I would say, lucky with like the scenarios that I've dealt with where I honestly the like worst thing that I've ever dealt with is like a roommate conflict. So okay. it's pretty, it's been pretty chill. I've been pretty lucky. I know people have scenarios like that where that's not the case. And like, you know, people are partying and, you know, someone needs to be like sent to the hospital or yeah. something like that. Um, But that's actually never been any of my experiences. Luckily. <laughs> so being a CA and also like, I guess being into health and fitness and stuff, um, do you have a chance, like, like, do you like to go out a lot at school? Like, or I'm assuming you're not like in Greek life or anything. Yeah, no, I'm not in Greek life. I was thinking about getting involved in it my freshman year, but um, honestly, I had developed like really good friendships like my freshman year and like didn't really feel like I needed that as a touchstone. Um, But yeah, I mean, I do have a balance between, you know, going out and like, you know, focusing on my business and like what I'm doing with social media. And like, you know, that is something that, obviously I have to like figure out like what my priorities are and stick to that to the the course of the week. But I do obviously like to like hang out with friends and like see people. And you know, that's a huge part of my quality of life. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Um, and your, your boyfriend's my age or a year younger than me. I forget. He is actually my age. He just graduated a year early. Oh, so, okay. Okay. Um, so how does that, like, is he close by to the campus? Yeah, he's like a five minute walk for me. So oh, gosh, that's so nice. 
yes, it makes it very easy to maintain that relationship as well. So um, luckily, like, you know, it's not long distance or anything like that. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't really even ask him when we were out there. Just, is he like into weightlifting and stuff like that? Yes. Yeah, I, he does nothing as well. Yeah. I got that vibe, but then he was like, I'm I'm just here to be the supportive boyfriend. And I was like, good for you, dude. Yeah, he's not a social media, you know. Fitness. Oh, he does? He didn't say no, he doesn't. No, oh, no. I was like, okay. I was like, he did not give off that vibe at all. No, he does like software engineering. He he does um like computer software. Yeah, you, that is- <laughs> you guys, your brains don't work like how my brain does. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, everyone has, I don't like writing papers, so, you know. I'd rather write. Everyone has their own strengths. (laughs) I'd rather write. Have you done any, like, internships or, like, anything towards your major? Or, like, anything? Yeah, so, yeah, that's a good question. I, so, my sophomore year, when I started my social media, I was in an engineering internship, actually. So, um, yeah, I was working with, this team is called the conformable excluder team. So basically we were creating a endoprosthesis that would go through the, um, just one of, it's called like the articular vein. So basically it would redirect the blood flow, help, um, it's basically help any blood clots if, you know, so we're to have a heart attack or something like that. So I was on the engineering team for that, my sophomore summer. Um, and it was a really cool experience. Um, you know, I got to see like the manufacturers making it and I got, you know, some in-person experience, like actually working on an engineering team and like what the process looks like for that. But at the same time, I was starting my social media. So in the morning I would go to the gym at like six, I'd work out from like six to eight and then I would drive home. It was like a five minute drive, which is really nice. Um, and then I would be at work by like nine, 10. So I would start my job at 9, 10, and I'd work to five, and then I would spend you know, five to seven, like making content, posting it, and then I would go to bed. So at the same time, I was like starting my social media, and I was just like, so like, I loved it. Like, I loved making the content. I loved like the comments that I was getting back from women. Like, I loved feeling like I was like helping people and like, you know, helping people's understanding of like what to do in the gym. And like that just the juxtaposition of those two jobs, like it was like day and night for me. Like I knew at the end of that summer that like engineering wasn't necessarily the route that I wanted to go. And like, I was just so in that time period, at least like just focused on social media and I loved it. Right. So So, that was one of my, do you think your plan after graduating is like, like, are you looking for a job or are you just going to keep doing what you're doing now? Cause you have like, you have a pretty big following, especially for your account being like two and a half, like almost three years old. No, oh, yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, I am planning on doing social media and online coaching after graduation. And that honestly took me like a long time to like feel really good about. Like my so- after I finished that sophomore year summer, um, like for me, a huge part of my identity was like my academics. Like in high school, like I was in AP classes, like like I wanted to go to like an Ivy League school, like I was very much like academics are the way for me. Like I'm going to, that's what I want to do. I wanted to be an engineer. Um, And, you know, I'd worked really hard my freshman and sophomore year. So when I had that like experience my sophomore year summer, I really had to like come to the terms, come to terms with the fact that like academics weren't 100% who I was. Like 
that I place so much of my identity as being like a scholar and like being like that 4.0 student. And I had to release like a huge part of me in order to be like, yeah, that, you know, after that first semester of my junior year, I'm not going to apply to internships because I'm so confident that I can do what I actually want to do next summer to make money. So that was like a huge transition, just like identity wise, like, Mm -hmm. because I had always thought of myself as like, yeah, engineering, Mm -hmm. you know, neuroscience, I wanted to do neuroscience or like research or something like that. And I had to like make a huge identity shift that like, that was just an example of what I was capable of. It wasn't who I was as a person. I really relate to that. I've been the same way, like, ever since elementary school like it was all about getting good grades and getting good grades so you can get into good classes in high school and then taking all the hard classes in high school and getting good grades so you could get into college and then I went through college and was like I need to get good grades and apply to everything so I can get a full-time job and it all kind of led up to that and and like using my brain and and all that crap and now I'm at a point in my life where it's like I like my full-time job and I I like what I'm doing and it's very rewarding but I'm finding that like my true passion is somewhere else that it's like, okay, no, I'm not using the calculus that I learned in college for this and all that. But I think you and I having that hard or um, like, what's the word? Like drive, like work ethic is one of the reasons why we're able to do like what we do online. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it all it like with yeah I agree I I think whatever life path like you choose like it's just all about like being like very honest with like what you Mm -hmm. want out of life and just also like Mm -hmm. knowing that like if you decide to take a different path or you decide to like transition into a different field or you want to take that leap or you want to try something new or like maybe you're even not like making a leap but you like like, oh, I'm tired of this field of my job. Like, I want to try a different field. Like, knowing that you can handle whatever that new turn, that new fork in the road is going to give you is just, like, such a positive thing to think when you're entering into that. Because you can absolutely handle anything that, you know, life throws at you or any path that you decide to take. You just have to be honest about what path you want to take. Yeah. I think that's really important for people especially people going into college or people that are in college to hear Um, because you and I obviously are talking about like a social media space, but there, I know a lot of people whose parents were like, we're, we're accountants. So you're going to go to school and be an accountant. And the kid's like, yeah, like I'm going to do that. And then they get there and it's like, okay, I actually like really don't like this at all, but what else am I supposed to do? Um, And not to sound really cheesy, but I just feel like life is way too short. And if you're going to sit, and be miserable either with your job or like not keep things that you love in your life with working full-time like what is the point yeah I agree um even if you don't know like like let's say you're in a field and you're like yeah I'm not passionate about this like I'm going to work and I'm like not feeling it like you just know deep down like it's not for you you'd wake up and you're like not excited to go to work like that's okay and like you know all of us, like, I would say, like, almost 100% of humans, like, experience this, yeah, like, at some point in their life, and so I think, like, the first step is just being, like, honest with yourself, like, okay, yeah, this, this isn't something that I want to do, and that's 
okay. And also not knowing the path that you want to go is also okay. The only not okay thing is like accepting that as enough for yourself. Like, you know, that you're deserving of like having a life that you love waking up to and having life that you're like motivated to like, you know, do day to day. Um, So it's just, you know, about going about solving the solution rather than just like accepting it as enough for yourself. I agree. I agree completely. Um, Wow. (laughs) I just got so deep. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Well, Um, what are your, like, what do you want to do? I think you you told me you're going to stay in Arizona after you graduate. So we're done with Illinois. (laughs) Yeah. I, I mean, I like Illinois. Chicago's nice. I just have, I really like it here. It's, um, yeah, I like it here. And um, I don't, I don't think I'll be here, you know, more than like five years after graduation. I think I'd want to try something new. I really like moving. I think it's, I don't know, you you meet new people, you are living in a new space. I kind of almost like to think of it as like a data set. Like you're collecting a new data set of like what is out wow, there. Wow, that's a good analogy. <laughs> <laughs> when you travel, like when we went to LA, like that, that was a new data set where we met people. We like saw a different way of living. Like same thing with me moving out to Arizona. Like I saw a completely different you know, way of living. So, um, for the time being, like, I really like it here. It's a good space for fitness. There's a lot of amazing gyms. Um, and lots of outdoors wise, like there's just a lot of ways to move and be active there. Yes. Yeah. And like hiking routes and stuff like that. So yeah, I'll be staying here after graduation just for a little bit. Um, we'll see how long it lasts, but yeah, I really do like it here. When you, cause you, I like the way you kind of said that, like, like traveling places I've been able to travel to a a bunch of different places in the past like two years and it gives you a chance to see like oh would I like it here like like just opens up possibilities even if you're not really thinking about it um but when you went to LA could you see yourself ever being out there um I think I would have to see more parts of LA I honestly think I've only seen the the touristy parts and Mm -hmm. To that part, I would say, like, no, but I think if I were to experience, like, have, like, a local or, like, someone who's doing well, like, in the city, you know, take me around, and I felt like there's a community there, I would, you know, be down. I wish you stayed that night when you went home. I know. (laughs) I I tell you, I was, like, I like, I obviously liked, you know, the palm trees and the beach and all that kind of stuff, but I have a beach here, but after, like, being immersed with like the locals and stuff I was like wow I really like the lifestyle out here yeah I think that's yeah I think I would have to have that experience to say that I would want before I would want to say that I would want to live there because I had a I had an experience where you know we were just driving I actually went to LA one time before that um and it was my boyfriend and I we were like driving around and you know we like didn't have a car like we were like taking public transit and it was just like we were taking in the city and like we had nowhere to go like we had no idea what to do we were just like looking at like you know top places on Yelp and like what would come up there and we did not have a good experience but I think it's one of the things where it's like you need someone to take you around and you need a car it's also (laughs) such a big city too the same thing like even I go to New York quite often honestly but there's still some times where like I know I'm going with a friend and they're like oh like where do you want to go eat and I'm like I don't know and there's quite literally like a thousand options. <laughs> and sometimes you just, especially if you're thinking about like going to stay somewhere, 
I think you need to have someone that actually knows the area, tell you where to go and what to do. Yeah, I agree. You need, yeah, yeah you need someone to show you the spots. <laughs> do you have any other trips planned for this year or anything, anything exciting? Um, honestly, not on the forefront. Um, oh, actually, I am going to um, LA again in March. Um, I'm going to be with, so there's like this, ASU um tech it's like tech devils so basically it's I'm a part of venture devils which is um uh, students who have ventures um who have startups or have founded a company or um you know are running their own business and there's this you know um it's it's essentially like a like a a pitch competition yeah it's a a pitch competition so there's going to be um like investors there I'm going to pitch you know my startup what I do with my online coaching, what I do online, um, and pitch for seed funding. And yeah, so I'm actually going back to LA next month. Um, and that is so exciting. Yeah, it's exciting. And, um, yeah, it definitely puts me outside of my comfort zone. I've pitched before. Um, and it's just like, you know, it's a huge, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, all the time leading up to it is like, so you have it all in your head, like, just like, hyping it up or like being afraid about it and then like once you do it it's just like oh my gosh you've unlocked a whole new level of confidence and like it's so natural you just have to remind yourself like you know what you're talking about because this is your thing yeah yeah and honestly I would have never imagined myself like pitching to investors like my freshman year of college like I would have never imagined that I was someone that owned a business or someone that like posted on social media and I think like that evolution through like such a short amount of time is just what I would attribute to, you know, pushing myself outside of my comfort zone, something that I would have never even thought that I could unlock if I hadn't started with that first step of like showing up to the ASU gym and started showing up for myself consistently. And like, you know, your self-efficacy is just something that like builds up over time. And like, so, and for people on their fitness journey, like, you know, you build up this confidence of like showing up for yourself every single day that like you like start to, you know, push yourself in other areas of your life. Like, for example, like some of my clients, they, you know, feel like they're stuck at their job, but they have been working with me for like a month or two and they have been showing up for themselves and like they have done the work for themselves. And now they're able to like handle like negative emotions at work and leave them at work or, you know, like confront situations that, you know, make them uncomfortable or something like that because they've built like so much confidence in themselves, like with the promises that they keep to themselves, like with what they can believe they can accomplish um, that it like translates into other areas of their life, which is just like so cool to see as well. I mean, I went a little bit off rail, but yeah. LA next month. <laughs> I always say that like mental and physical health go hand in hand with each other. Where like if your physical health is in check and you feel confident in your body, you're gonna start feeling more confident in other areas. And vice versa, when you take care of your mental health, your body's not gonna be feeling the effects of stress and anxiety as much and you'll be a healthier person. But um when when in March are you going to LA? Um, I think it's the first or second week. I can get you the date. <laughs> the second week for a little bit so maybe we'll have to meet up it'll be our thing going to LA and seeing each other we will touch base (laughs) that's so exciting that's really cool though um I when I was in school and I tell my brother this now because he's 
your age and doesn't want to hear it from me, even though I'm his older sister. But I used every resource that school gave me that could be used to my advantage. Even little things like going to class. And like, if I was struggling a little bit, I got the free tutors that the school offered. So I think it's really cool that you're involving yourself and taking advantage of this opportunity. Like, would you, like, you wouldn't, I'm guessing you wouldn't see yourself pitching in front of investors if this opportunity, if you didn't take hold of this opportunity at school. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things where it's, you start to put yourself in the environments where you almost feel like you're not supposed to be there. And then that's when the opportunities start yeah. opening like up to you. Um, you know, it's like when you're on that like edge of like what you're uncomfortable with and like you're in rooms with, you know, people that, you know, you'd like to behave like or act like or own a business like or, you know, have a platform like. It's kind of when you start to like, you know, open yourself up to those opportunities and those connections and like, you know, a pitch competition or something. Yeah. No, I mean, even the two of us separately, both going to the zoo culture opening, like you were with your boyfriend, but essentially you were by yourself. Like you didn't have any friends that were invited. I just flew across the country and was like, fuck it, I'm going. Um, But then once we were there, it's like, we kind of found each other. We found other people. And it was such a comfortable space because everybody there had the same like, same goals kind of yeah yeah I I agree and like for anyone that's like listening that is unlike comfortable or afraid to take that step like no matter what it be I mean I feel like this could be applied to like so many things like if you're at you know a job and you want to take that extra step or you want to go to a different position or let's say you want to start posting on social media like the people who are meant to be in your life will like value your genuine like your genuine you taking genuine interest in the things that you want to do um and the people that you know don't or you know shame you or talk about you or you know kind of give you that side eye like are not meant to be in your life and I think that's just you know part of that space when you're tapping into something that you've never done before you're you know, reaching out, there's going to be people that, you know, maybe aren't okay with that next version of you. And that's okay. Like each person serves a different part in your life. And like, once you get into that realm of like that new person of you, you're going to be finding more people that are aligned with like what you want to do. Yeah. I always say to, as I'm getting older, I've noticed that people in like my age range, like just ha- and myself included have respect for people that take chances. Like, Whereas in high school, it's like you never wanted to step out of line in high school because everyone would have something to say about it. But now if I see someone do something risky or take a chance or try something, even if they fail, I'm like, I would never I would never be able to do that. So good for you. And anyone that has something negative to say, I think feels threatened by like, that's the way I, I see it. Whenever I get negative feedback or whatever, people like have things to say about what I do online. I just tell myself, you know, like I'm, I'm doing this. I've been successful at it. So they must feel threatened by it and I'll let them handle that on their own. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, part of it's like letting, you know, people who might, you know, trigger you or, you know, put, you know, self-doubt in your head. Like a lot of that is 
coming from them like it's not to say anything about you like it's kind of like something that I like to tell like my clients when they're like you know afraid to record themselves in the gym or you know they're afraid to push the intensity in their sets like where they're like for example they're afraid to do hip thrusts in the gym like at the end of the day like you are the only person that gets to sit with your gains or your absence of gains after your workout like whoever thinks you're weird for doing hip thrusts or is looking at you for doing hip thrusts or something like that like it doesn't matter because at the end of the day like you want to make your life exactly what you envision it to be do your freaking hip thrust it's the same thing with like you know taking a step out of what you are used to doing at work like yeah you're the only person at the end of the day that is going to have the life that you live and people don't think about you as much as you think so like having 100% of your day be aligned with like who you want to be is like the most important thing because you're only like 1% of like someone else's day, but you're 100% of your own. Exactly. And I always say too, um, because it is like, it's natural to feel uncomfortable going into new scenarios or trying new things, especially in the gym. There's a lot of exercises that can feel a little daunting. I think that the attitude that you go into new opportunities will, will set the path for you almost. Like I always say, fake it till you make it. Cause I'm like, you might be like freaking out on the inside. Cause you're about to bench press for the first time. But if you walk up and you just have like a look on your face, like I know what I'm doing. Everyone else is going to feed off that energy. And so it's so is your subconscious as well. Yeah. Yeah. A huge part of it is like, just like reorganizing your thoughts, like yeah. to believe that you can actually do it. Yeah, I agree. Well, I kept you for quite a while. Um, do you have, did you have anything you wanted to bring up that we didn't talk about or anything you wanted to ask me or chat about? I mean, honestly, I feel like we covered a lot of ground and I don't know. I think right now, like one of the biggest parts of like what's resonating about me, about like with the conversation and like the part that I am in, in my life is that like, you know, for anyone listening who's like afraid to take the jump or afraid to do something new or join a club or talk to that person at the bar or, you know, go up to the girl at the gym, like you can't live with regret. You only live once. Like once you start putting yourself in those uncomfortable scenarios, like your self-confidence is going to improve so much. And like, you know, once you start doing the things, like one of the questions that I loved asking myself, like, this past month is like what would the best version or what would the highest version of yeah. me do in this scenario and acting upon like what I believe that person would do it just changes like the way that the your life around you starts to change yeah. so yeah that's what I would recommend for anyone ask yourself what you know the highest version of yourself would do or what the best version of you would do and just act upon that because you know you gain clarity from just doing things rather than in action so Live your best life. Um, step out of your comfort zone. Do that thing that you've been wanting to do. Um, no one's you know, looking at you as much as you think. <laughs> yeah, no, that in that part too, really, nobody's looking at you as much as you think. And at the end of the day, I think we should all strive to be the happiest versions of ourselves. And if we're the happiest version of ourselves, who cares? Who cares about literally anything else? Yeah. Oh, yes, right. literally. That's the most important thing. <laughs> So do you want to tell everyone where they can follow you on Instagram, TikTok, whatever, all that stuff? 
Yes, yes. Um, Instagram and TikTok. I am at Lift with Cat on both. Um, I'm also on YouTube Shorts um, at Lift with Cat. Same. Perfect. Same. I'll have to follow you on TikTok <laughs> and YouTube because I don't. I never see though when people follow me on TikTok or whatever. Like unless you tell me like, hey, I'm gonna follow you on TikTok. I don't. I don't see it at all. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's so bad. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Kat. Yes. Thank you so much for having me, Liz. I love this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, that pretty much wraps up this week's episode of Confessions of a Gym Rat. I hope you enjoyed this week's interview. Make sure to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Lifts with Liz. Follow the podcast on YouTube at Lifts with Liz and on Instagram at Confessions of a Gym Rat. I hope you all have a fabulous, energetic week. Short one, short week for my U.S. people this week because of President's Day. Um, And I will will talk to y'all next Monday.